0: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
1: What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast network iheartradio app or wherever you get your
2: podcast presented by at&t connecting changes everything the best conversations i have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking when we're not 100 percent sure yet what to write
3: hopefully having
4: conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view that's kind of our job as washington post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
5: And I'm Amanda
2: Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're gonna bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
4: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
6: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. No wonder nobody likes politicians. I'm sure you all remember the Vegas lawmaker accused of stabbing a veteran journalist dead because the journalist uncovered his affair. I mean, who couldn't uncover it? Apparently, he was having sex with some woman in the car in a parking deck, a public parking deck, and they would both get out of the car and like rearrange their clothes. I mean, anybody could figure that out. But that said, now he's actually claiming he was framed. Does it never end? Question, answer, no. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Speaking from the Clark County Detention Center, he claims he was framed for the murder of Vegas Review Journal journalist Jeff Geerman, a well liked and veteran journalist in the area. Now, believe it or not, this guy, Robert Tellus, the the politician, says the evidence, including his DNA found on the dead reporter, and the suspect's outfit recovered in his home, were all. Planted. Okay, OJ Simpson, it worked once. Tell us, I don't think it's going to work for you, but okay. He claims he's being framed because he was working to expose a scam in the county where people were claiming properties of the deceased. If anybody was working a scam, according to prosecutors, it was him, Robert Tellus. For those of you just joining us, a former Las Vegas lawmaker stands accused of savagely killing a reporter and is now claiming he was framed (laughs) (laughs) and that all the evidence was planted at the scene. Okay, for those of you that don't remember, this reporter had written about an alleged affair us had with a staffer when he served as the Clark County Public Administrator. Now, according to German, he had pictures of their messages, and they were set to be released just hours before the murder. Emails, alleged emails between the two lovers and text messages. Now, let me tell you about the so-called planted evidence. When police search the county administrator Tellus's home, they find bloody shoes and a cut-up straw hat. Now, why do we care about a straw hat? Because this hat was similar to one seen on the suspected killer in surveillance footage. Tellus' car, which was a red GMC, was also found to match the vehicle seen on surveillance video. Reporters also stalked his home and found him washing his car immediately after the murders. Why is it that after a murder, men turn into neatniks? Oh, they love to wash and mop and clean and bleach, buy products, cleaning products at Home Depot and Target and Walmart. All to be caught on camera. Of course, I just love it. Now Tellus was arrested after DNA evidence was found under German's fingernails, allegedly matching Tellus. As the county administrator, now <laughs> I love this part. When Tellus was arrested, he reportedly had self-inflicted cuts on his arm. Now an arrest report that we got our mitts on shows that he Tellus barricaded himself inside his home. Threatened suicide and slashed his arms with a knife when SWAT tried to arrest him. Okay. He was also suspected of taking drugs in moments before he was handcuffed, which forced the cops to take him to the hospital before he could be booked in the county jail. Prosecutors accused the county administrator Tellus of, quote, lying in wait to kill. The reporter German, who had extensively covered the turmoil and the chaos within Tellus' office, including an alleged affair with the woman that worked for him. His affair was revealed after German published a video of him. I've seen the video. It's pretty good watching. German published a video of Tellus exiting a vehicle with his alleged lover. Now, he's actually claiming he was framed. Listen to KLAS-TV. Robert
4: Tellis claims he was framed, but as we first reported, police say they have a DNA match as well as other evidence tying him to the scene of the murder.
3: And you say that I'm innocent.
4: Charged with murder and locked up for five months, Robert Tellis requesting an interview with 8 News Now to give his side of the story. Did you kill Jeff Gehrman?
3: No, I did not. I don't have proof of who did it, but I know who gained or who have gained from framing me.
4: Tellis claims as the public administrator, he was working to expose a scam involving estates where individuals were moving in fast to profit off property before families of the deceased could. The 8 News Now investigators confirming authorities are looking into the matter. But as far as the separate criminal case against Tellis, police point to evidence like Tellis's DNA under
6: Gehrman's fingernails. Okay, how this whole thing unfold? Joining me, an all star panel of experts to make sense of what we know right now. But first, I want to go to Vanessa Murphy, high profile investigative reporter with KLAS TV 8NewsNow.com. And you can find her on Facebook at Vanessa Murphy Investigates. Vanessa, thank you for being with us. Tell me about the area where Gearman was stabbed. The area um, where he
4: was stabbed, this is the Northwest Valley. In the Las Vegas area. Again, this was um, outside his home, a quiet neighborhood. Um, We do know there were burglaries in the
6: area. Um, But again, for the most part, a quiet neighborhood, the Northwest Valley. And it's just those quiet, beautiful neighborhoods where burglars think they're going to make a big heist. Um, Just imagining there the neighborhood you're telling me about in the Northwest Valley, because Vanessa Murphy, I've been to Vegas many, many, many times, and I'm not even a gambler. And I somehow ended up in these gorgeous neighborhoods. Uh, Of course, it's in the middle of a desert. And so the yards are not lawns, like big green rolling lawns. They're carefully um, curated and created like Japanese-looking gardens, and and the time and effort to make these homes beautiful is incredible. And like you said, they're beautiful homes uh, where you would never think crime would intrude. But this victim, Jeff Geerman, he was basically scrubbed in sunshine. He had never done a wrong thing in his life and had dedicated his life to journalism. What do we know about him? Why him? Why was, tell me about him. So Jeff Gairman, long time Las Vegas
4: reporter, was originally at another newspaper here, then went to the Review Journal for at least the past decade. Well respected. I know his colleagues, they had nothing bad to say about him, just a tenacious reporter. And, um, you know, as an investigative journalist, um, oftentimes we are uncovering truths that people do not want to be uncovered. And he was doing that on a regular basis. But that's part of the job. And I think it's interesting that his colleagues say that he never felt like he was in immediate danger at the time.
6: Of course. Motive. Why this journalist? Very well respected. Why him? Does the burglar care? Whether he's uh, burgling a millionaire or a nun, a priest, a virgin, or a well respected journalist, they don't care. The state doesn't have to prove a motive, but Listen to
7: our friends at Fox 5. The search is on for a suspect in the stabbing death of an investigative journalist. Police say the man in this picture stabbed and killed newspaper reporter Jeff Guerman in front of his home in Summerlin in the neighborhood near Tanea and Vegas Drive on Saturday morning. They believe that
1: suspect may have been staking
7: out Guerman's
1: home for a burglary before the altercation.
7: In a statement, the Review Journal tells Fox 5 he will be terribly missed by his family and colleagues, and we are all still in. Shock over his senseless killing. They say that he never communicated any concerns about his personal safety. He was known for his stories about political scandals and coverage of the one October mass shooting. He was also also the author of a 2001 true crime book, Murder in Sin City, The Death of a Las Vegas Casino Boss.
6: Straight out to Lisa Daddio joining us, former police lieutenant with the New Haven PD and now the director of the Center for Advanced Policing at University New Haven. Lisa, thank you for being with us. Okay. Can we just talk about burglars for just one moment? You know, I believe, Lisa, that there are certain defendants, criminals that cannot be rehabilitated. Um, child molesters, sex offenders in general, peeping toms, believe it or not, and burglars, burglars, because, um, the way a rape, a rapist Uh, rapes not for sex it's for power and control out of anger hatred a burglar very often likes the thrill of going in somebody else's home it's not always to steal the TV or the electronics or the engagement ring it's being in somebody else's home and walking around eating food out of their fridge bouncing on the bed looking at all their stuff, it's freaky. One thing about burglars, they usually, if they see somebody's home, will leave, much less continue the burglar with the person standing out in front of the yard, in the front yard. Absolutely,
2: Nancy. And, and, and that's statistically, I'm going to say probably 90 plus percent accurate, uh, everything that you had stated. They don't want to be caught by the homeowner. Um, You know, there are those few, they're, they're called cat burglars that get the thrill from breaking in at night when people are home and that's a whole different psychological. But the majority of burglars don't want to confront anyone in the home and they want to go in and get their thrill and if they take things they do and if they don't, like you stated, they don't, but they're not going to intentionally burglarize somebody's home and confront them in the middle of the day.
6: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last days, a longtime Las Vegas lawmaker, the county administrator, his name is Tellus Robert Tellis. He stands accused of stabbing a reporter dead because the reporter allegedly outed his alleged affair with a staffer within his office. Okay, just before a lot of seemingly damning texts and emails were about to be made public, the reporter, Jeff Gehrman, is murdered well in the last days. Just wait for a politician to do it, or a celebrity. He now claims he was framed. Okay, I guess we're all in it together. I can't wait to hear his explanation of how his DNA is under the victim's fingernails. Listen to Vanessa Murphy, high-profile investigative reporter with KLAS-TV. How do you explain your vehicle
4: near his home? How do you explain the video of an individual who appears to be you? How do you explain the clothing that was at your house? How do you explain the DNA?
3: As far as the vehicle goes, that There's a vehicle that looks like mine. As far as any other evidence goes, again, as far as what time it may have been planted, I couldn't say. You know, again, I know it's an incredible story, but that is the story.
5: It
4: could appear that you're you're grasping at straws here because you know about the evidence against you.
3: Again, if that's what people want to believe, then they can. But again, I'm telling you the truth.
4: What would you say to people who believe that you are a narcissist who killed a journalist and now you're coming up with another excuse?
3: Again, you know, at, at this point, I'm coming out with this, the truth because I've had to sit and wait for for some time to to speak out um, just because my again, counsel had advised that I shouldn't say anything whatsoever.
6: This thing is is Kind of complicated. Let's just start at the beginning. Take a listen to our friend Sean DeLancey, KTNV. Days after respected investigative reporter Jeff Gehrman
8: was stabbed to death outside of his own home, police are still searching for the person responsible. Police say the suspect was likely casing the area to commit crimes before confronting Garman Everyone in our unit's been working uh, non-stop. Captain Dory Stop. Corrin released this video, asking people to pay close attention to the way the suspected killer walks and the clothing. In addition, police released this vehicle related to the crime, a maroon GMC Yukon Denali with chrome handles.
6: Straight back out to investigative reporter joining us from Vegas, Vanessa Murphy. What was unusual, if anything, about the dress of the killer? So this individual was
4: wearing a straw hat Um, He was also wearing um, bright orange. Um, So typically we don't see burglars wear bright orange, right? And a big straw hat drawing attention to themselves. So those were two things that really stood out.
6: Vanessa, where did we get the video of this guy in a straw hat and an orange vest? Well, police
4: went door to door right after they made this discovery of Mr. Gehrman's body. They went door to door and, you know, many people have ring doorbells. They have Nest cameras with that surveillance video. So what they did was they pieced together any footage they had from that neighborhood.
6: You know, another case where that happened, and I'm going to go to you again, Lisa Daddio, former police lieutenant, is in the missing mother of five, Jennifer Dulos. And I mm-hmm. I am amazed at what the police did in that case regarding video. They got the husband, uh, such as he is, um, Photos Dulos, all that day. And they have pieced together video of him at red light cams, at um, cams off businesses, ring doorbell cams, neighborhood cams, surveillance video cams of businesses. They even have him... Going by in, a, in his car when a public bus opened its door and there's a cam in the bus and it sees Fotis Dulos dashing by in his car, culminating in Fotis Dulos, the killer, uh, at a, an auto detailing place, having his the vehicle he used to transport her dead body detailed and cleaned. I mean, it goes from A to Z. It's incredible. And explain to me, Lisa Daddio, I'm sure you've seen this photo. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. And you know when you see for instance uh, to catch a thief or you see some James Bond video, James Bond movie, the burglars always dressed in black and they've got their face darkened and they're wearing a black hat and you know like a skull cap. It's not always like that, but it sure ain't like this. I mean, this guy has got on a bright yellow shirt with reflectors on it, on the sleeves. He's got on a bright orange vest over that, like a person that would be um, conducting traffic out in the middle of the street. You want to make sure you're seen with reflectors on it. He's wearing... I can only describe it as a beach hat, a straw beach hat that comes down like a top hat, a top hat, like the Man of the Monopoly game that sticks way up and then fans down like a bowl wearing a black satchel and white running shoes. I mean, it's quite the getup, Lisa Daddio. I mean, if I was going to burgle something, I put on my dark ninja clothes and, you know, com- completely cover my face and my head. What is this?
2: Yeah, you're trying to fit into the neighborhood, right? So that nobody who's out and about is going to even think anything twice.
6: You think this fits in the neighborhood? Yeah. Why? It, it, it's like, my God, it was bizarre. You think this outfit fits into the journalist upscale neighborhood? Like, people are going to say him and go, oh, yeah, he lives around the corner.
2: Yeah, no. If anything, it's drawing attention to himself.
6: Well, Nancy. Let me guess. You're going to say he was dressed up like a day laborer? Yeah, we have a lot of construction
4: going on, and there was a series of, uh, we have a lot of construction going on, and there was a burglar who actually was dressed uh, similarly in a hat like that caught on video at a restaurant. So, there's two
6: possibilities. There you go. Okay. Ah, Okay. Vanessa. Okay, but if I were sneaking around trying to burgle a home, it would not be wearing this getup. I'm just putting that out there, and I know defense attorney Matthew Mangino joining me, former prosecutor in Lawrence County, former parole board member, author of The Executioner's Toll uh, at MatthewMangino.com. It goes on and on. Mangino, I know you'll say, oh, this means nothing. Uh-uh. It means a lot to me, and I guarantee you it will mean a lot to a jury.
1: Well, yes, uh, Nancy, the, the thing uh, that I would think is that, that prosecutors wouldn't want to put blinders on or investigators wouldn't want to put blinders on. I think they would want to keep an open mind uh, about this investigation. Certainly, uh, you know, the, the first idea is that is this a burglary that's gone— that. that, 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 that You know, has gone awry, and 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 someone ends up dead. But but when I look at that photograph, I think of someone who wants to disguise themselves, someone who might be recognizable, who's trying to disguise themselves uh, in that area. And and so then, as you keep an open mind as an investigator, I think you have to look at all different things. You have to look at your victim. You know, who would want to hurt? this person is there someone out there who would want to harm them or maybe multiple people who want to harm them does he have enemies does he have people uh who who don't like him
6: you know what though uh matthew mangino that is you know kind of cliche i mean if you watch anything from i guess uh special victims unit all the way back to colombo they always say who would want to kill your husband and the wife always says, nobody. I mean, that's a little cliche, especially when police have announced they believe a burglary was going down. All I'm saying, Karen Stark, uh, Karen Stark, New York psychologist, joining us out of Manhattan at KarenStark.com. Karen with a C. Karen, if I were going to burgle a place, it would not be wearing a giant straw hat and a a, a day glow orange vest.
7: Well, to me it says quite clearly Nancy that this is somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, who is an amateur and hasn't really thought this out at all because it's it's apparent that everything that you're wearing is calling attention to yourself and I'm trying to put my mind inside the mind of this person and saying what could he have been thinking? And maybe he thought that he had to be so outrageous that nobody would really... I know, he might as well have worn
6: a prom dress and a tiara. Uh, But back to you, Vanessa Murphy, joining us, KLAS-TV. We also know that police have been tracking a series of burglaries in the Valley where the suspect did wear similar clothing as outlandish as I think it looks. Question to you, Vanessa... Had that been broadcast on TV that the suspect in that series of burglaries had been dressed like this? Uh, There was video of a restaurant
4: being burglarized and the suspect was wearing that straw hat. We did play that video on the news. So that was out there. And in fact, you could see on the social media comments when the police released this image, you know, viewers were putting the two and two together. Hey, that looks like the guy who was burglarizing the restaurant.
6: So as Vanessa Murphy, KLAS, says in the residence in Vegas mind, the murder of the investigative journalist, Jeff Gehrman, was clearly linked to the series of burglaries. While that connection is being made and autopsy is being performed on Geerman's body, joining me right now, renowned pathologist, medical examiner, detective, and author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide, Dr. Michelle Dupree. Dr. Dupree, thank you for being with us. Could you describe what happened to Geerman?
5: What death did he suffer? Did he have time to see his killer? Nancy, he most likely did have time to see his killer. He was stabbed, as I understand it, seven different times. And stabbing is a very personal crime. You have to get hands on. It's not like standing across the room and shooting a gun. This is up close and very personal. So, yes, I think he did see his jabber And what would he have endured? Seven stab wounds, at least one of them deadly. He obviously would have been um, fighting for his life. He would have been... Um, Probably um, fighting back some way, perhaps um, hitting that person, scratching that person, um, just fighting you know for his life. Imagine dying out in front of your house and what
6: seemed to be an ordinary day for you that suddenly turned anything but. Well, no connections are being made to a string of burglaries. Take a listen to our friends at Fox 5.
1: Is troublesome because it is a journalist and and we expect journalism to be open and transparent and a watchdog for government. And when people take it upon themselves to create harm associated with that profession, I think it's very important that we put all eyes on and address the case appropriately.
8: Garman
9: has published several investigative reports, allegations of bullying and favoritism.
6: You know, I'm curious, Karen Stark, it's hard to imagine someone willing to commit a murder over a bad
7: newspaper article? Well, when you think about somebody who's capable of murder, Nancy, they're not they're not illogical, they are very they're hypersensitive, their ego is they're all about their ego. And here's somebody um, who's not it's not just a newspaper article. It has to do with their reputation and how the public perceives them. And that kind of a person, they're not going to hesitate to think about the worst thing they could possibly do to get revenge because they're all about revenge.
6: You know, Matthew Mangino joining me, high profile lawyer uh, and author. Matthew, very often I've heard defense attorneys argue, what? He's going to kill his wife? He could have just gotten a divorce. Killers don't think that way. They don't think rationally. So while we're digging around for a motive in Gehrman's murder, a very brutal murder, the state doesn't have to prove motive. I've seen murders over a $5 debt before. So it's, that doesn't make sense to anybody else. But it made sense to the killer, right?
1: Well Yeah, there, there is no obligation um, on the state's part to prove a motive in a murder. Although uh, jurors like to hear Mm -hmm. uh that there's a motive they they feel more comfortable uh making a decision when they know that there was some motive there Mm -hmm. was some reason for this person to act the way that they did uh but um you know here uh you know all all options have to be open in terms of of you know uh, how uh died and why Uh,
6: You're right. And you're also right about juries. Matthew Mangino. uh, Matthew Mangino, former prosecutor, uh, now defense attorney, author, former parole board member. The state doesn't have to prove a motive legally. But when you say a jury wants to hear a motive, they do. They want a neat explanation or else they will go back in the jury room and argue till they're blue in the face about why would he have committed this murder? Because they The jurors wouldn't do it because they're reasonable thinking people, unlike a killer. And it's hard to apply logic to an illogical situation like a murder. So you better give them a motive, Matthew Mangino. You're right. So now the police are departing from their initial belief that this was a part of a series of burglaries. As Vanessa pointed out, there was a restaurant burglary. And according to the police chief, there was a series of burglaries where the burglar wore much of the same getup, this outlandish outfit, and it was put online and on TV. Hence, this killer dresses the same way. The investigation knuckles down as the mystery intensifies. Take a listen to our friend Mark Stressman
9: Tellus had been the subject of a newspaper investigation spearheaded by Gehrman in May, describing allegations of emotional stress, bullying, and favoritism in the public administrator's office. That story included further allegations that Tellus had an inappropriate relationship with one of his staffers, purportedly seen in this video. He disputed the claims in an interview with Gehrman, accusing others of
3: trying to sabotage his office. I am about nothing but. Justice, fairness, and just, just being a good person.
6: Okay, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. You're hearing this guy who's under journalistic investigation for bullying, uh, let's see what else, favoritism, emotional stress. You can't have favoritism in a public office. This is the public administrator's office. And then the investigator, who is now dead, pulls up a video. Of what looks to be a sex affair. Okay. What about it, Vanessa Murphy? What is the video that Garman pulled up?
4: In this video, we see a car parked in, I believe, a mall parking garage. And it appears that uh, the Pu- Clark County Public Administrator, Robert Tellis, is in the back seat with one of his employees. Um, they are back there. We see some movement. Um, he gets out of the right side. She gets out of the left, sort of
6: pulls her skirt down a little Wait a minute. bit. I'm looking at it right now. Wait a minute. Yeah, I see them moving around. The It's almost like there's a wrestling match going on in the car between two people. Oh, wow. And it's a maroon SUV. Ouch. Oh, and I can see the license tag, too. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. I'm waiting for something to happen. Tell us, and this says, Lee Cannette have denied allegations they had an inappropriate relationship. This video was shot recently and was obtained by the Review Journal. Isn't that where uh, Gehrman works, the Review Journal? Yeah, that is where Gehrman
4: works. Um, I know that the vehicle looks similar, but I, I don't think it was that
6: maroon SUV. I'm glad you told me that. Okay, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm seeing more movement. It, I can't tell front seat or back seat. Did you say back seat? I, I believe they're in the back seat. And oh, then- the back seat, and you're right. Oh, there comes TELUS. You can't mistake that. No, that is TELUS. I would recognize that head anywhere. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, you're right. It's the back seat because she's coming out of the back seat. There. Oh, there she is. Oh, yep. She hitched her dress down. And now she's getting into the front seat. And what's going to happen now? I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. She's in the front seat. He's out of view. Who took this video, Vanessa Murphy? I believe it was uh, employees of Clark County. Uh Uh-oh. Well, good on them. Now the lights are on. She slammed a door shut, and she's leaving. Well, they're denying an inappropriate relationship. I'd like to know what they were doing, wrestling in the back seat of this SUV in a parking garage. That said, I'm a little more concerned about the murder. What can you tell me about claims of bullying, now that we've got off the sorted, not having sex in the back seat incident, what can you tell me about claims of bullying and favoritism in the public administrator's office? Well, Robert Tellez sort of,
4: started on, this is an office with a history of problems, and he would come in and help clean it up. And what employees told the Review Journal is that did not happen. um, And it seems that issues continued, and he was, he's
6: their boss, um, and sort of bullied employees and made things even worse. Anybody jump in as I've already admonished you, we're not having high tea at High Grove with King Charles. Nancy? Is that Karen Stark? Jump in, Karen, because, you know, bullying in a public office, not having sex in the back seat of the SUV. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Have you ever heard people go, I'm not stupid translation I'm really stupid. Did you hear him earlier saying, "I'm all about justice and fairness." translation
7: You got me. I did it. Yeah, that's that that he's overreacting. And I can't tell you the kind of response somebody who has his personality, who's capable of murder, how he would respond to being publicly humiliated and shamed like that. It's unacceptable.
6: Here's another thing. What, what, is he married, Vanessa Murphy? He is married with three children. You know, I'd like to say I'm surprised, but... Take a listen to our friends in Our Cut 15. This is Chip Yost at KTLA.
2: The evidence that Clark County's elected public administrator, Robert Tellus, is the person who dressed up in this disguise to murder investigative reporter Jeff Guerman of the Las Vegas Review Journal is growing. Guerman was found stabbed to death outside his home last week. But in court, the prosecutor suggested Guerman didn't go down without a fight, as DNA, Was found under the dead man's fingernails.
9: The DNA recovered from the victim's hands under his fingernails. They do identify the DNA of the defendants.
6: You know, I don't really care about his not a sex affair in the backseat in the parking garage. I don't care about politics. In fact, I hate politics. I do care about DNA. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. For those of you just joining us, a Vegas lawmaker, the county administrator, was allegedly having an affair with a staffer. Oh, second verse, same as the first. When does it ever end? But a reporter found out. And just before the reporter could release a lot of inflammatory evidence, he ends up being murdered. Gee, who did that? Facing a long-term jail sentence, the Vegas lawmaker now claims damning evidence against him found in his place was all planted. Owie. Who else would cut up a, let me just say, distinctive straw hat? So I guess the cops stayed up all night planting blood on those shoes. And DNA under the dead victim's fingernails. Guess whose DNA? Calluses, Dr. Kristen Mettelman, the Chief Development Officer of Othram, Inc., and you can find her at dnasolves.com. All the rest, while it is circumstantial evidence, which is equally as probative or proving, which probative means, as direct evidence, I would not kick a little direct evidence in the teeth. I'm talking about DNA. DNA under the dead victim's fingernails. Explain.
10: Absolutely. So the DNA was found underneath the um, victim's fingernails, and the DNA was a match to um, the perpetrator. And so at that point, you can see very clearly that, um, you know, that there's beyond any reasonable doubt the person was there. And and somehow his DNA was under the fingernails. There was also DNA found on the victim's DNA found on the shoes uh, of the perpetrator. And so you can see that there was exchange of DNA in both directions from that crime scene. And I think that without a shadow of a doubt, that shows that um, it confirms all of the other evidence that may or may not be probative and may be circumstantial, as you said.
6: To Dr. Michelle Dupree, author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide. Have you ever heard the phrase training on the job? Absolutely, Nancy. <laughs> and we see it and we do it all the time. You know, Dr. Dupree, I wanted to ask you this specific thing. I just immediately flashed back to my very first murder case. And I, before I went to the morgue to cross-examine the medical examiner to get myself... Re- I thought I was preparing him. I was really preparing myself um, to put him on the stand. I was looking at crime scene photos and I saw paper bags over the victim's hands with a rubber band at the wrist. I thought, "Why, why are there paper bags on the victim's hands? then I found out.
5: Explain. Absolutely, Nancy. In any type of a personal crime like this, we always try to bag the victim's hands with paper bags, not plastic, but paper bags so that we can catch any evidence that might fall off, any trace evidence, hairs, fibers, anything like that that might fall off during transport of that patient. And one of the things that we do in in cases like this is we always scrape the fingernails. You'd be surprised how many times we do find those epithelial cells or those skin cells under the fingernails, which point to the suspect. And then of course you
6: want to get a shot if the
5: arrest is in time of the
6: defendant's body to see if there are scratches about the neck or face or arms or really anywhere that would match up to fingernails. They look like a furrow or where you're planting something out in a field lines. You can tell their fingernail scratches. Another thing about this Dr. Kristen Middleman, joining us, Chief Development Officer at Othram Inc. When you say there's a match, you make it sound so simple. But could you talk about the statistical likelihoods that you have seen in other cases that the
10: killer is anyone other than the defendant? So usually with SDR testing, there's not enough people on Earth for it to be anyone else. So it would be one in some sort of quintillion or something that some number that is so high that there's not enough people on earth or if, if the SDRs match, which is the testing that was done here using DNA analysis, then there would not be enough people on earth for it to be someone else.
6: So on many DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid reports I've seen, the match, as you so simply refer to it as, is something like um, statistically, statistically, scientifically, There is a one in five trillion chance it's not this guy. One in five trillion. In other words, it's him. That DNA under his fingernails, under the victim's fingernails, and the DNA on the defendant's shoes, Lisa Daddio joining us. Lisa, why is it? The defendants always forget about their shoes. Although this guy didn't forget. He tried to destroy them, I believe. Didn't he, Vanessa? Uh, it appears that way
10: that, yeah, he
6: tried to destroy a couple of things. What did he try to destroy? I believe
4: they found a hat in pieces, that hat from that video. And the
6: shoes? Yeah. I mean, I mean, right there, Lisa Dadio, who goes home and tears up their straw hat and their tennis shoes? And then you just happen to find the victim's DNA? Why do people, why do killers forget about their their shoes? I mean, I would like to
2: think a lot of times it's because they they like the shoes, they spent a lot more money on the shoes, and they're just not thinking that there's any evidence on the shoes where there would be um, more evidence on a shirt or on a pair of pants. They're not thinking how small, um, in this case, blood, you know, a droplet could be on the shoes, because they don't see I mean,
6: it. that's one of the first things I do, Lisa, is go to the defendant's closet. Yeah, get all those shoes. Take a listen now to our friend John Huck at Fox 5.
1: Rob Tellis faces open murder charges in the killing of a review, journal reporter, Jeff Gehrman. Investigators say Tellis held a grudge over articles Gehrman wrote about him. They say that brought him to Gehrman's Summerlin home on Friday, where he's accused of stabbing the journalist to death.
6: The whole thing has unfolded out in Vegas, Sin City, and this is how it goes down. Robert Tellis claims he's being framed because he was working to expose a scam in the county where people were claiming properties of the deceased. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime story signing off. Goodbye,
5: friend.
9: Every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.